I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to Tales from 2 a.m. I am Mr. 2 a.m. I am Brian Anthony Davis. And you know what? I just found this out recently. My mom started watching me every time I pop up. Now, she never watched me before. She uh, did not watch me on YouTube. But now that we are on Facebook, and that's been about six weeks, when the when it when it pops up on her screen, she goes and watches. So, mom, thanks so much. I've got a great fan and mom. I love it. Um, that is really something special to me that uh, my mom Patricia is watching this game. And well, it's not a game. I'm sorry, watching the show. So, mom, if you're out there, love you. Thank you so much. And you know what? The reason I bring that up is my family is how I got into being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. And we talked about that a lot. And when I have these memories, a lot of the great memories of these games are watching them with my family. I remember my dad talking about a playoff game back in 1972. You might've heard of it. It's called the Immaculate Reception. And they had to go, I don't know whether it was that game or the next week against the Dolphins, but they had to go to a hotel room because this was, Gosh, this was 1972, and the it was it had to be on closed circuit because they couldn't get that particular game. So my dad um, went to this game with with uh, friends and family and watched it, and uh, he said it was just absolutely spectacular watching it. Um, so a lot of people have memories of where they were, what they were doing for these games. So I'm going to talk about some of my favorite divisional games and some of them I was at I remember in 2000 the 2001 season it would have been 2002 going to the Steelers and the Ravens 
they were 13 and three that year. So what we were hoping was that that was a Super Bowl. And guess what? We made it through on the list. If the Steelers went through to the Super Bowl and my buddy, Doug, who I got to tell you, my buddy, Doug, today is his 50th birthday. So Doug out there, you're a big part of my uh, Super Bowl fandom, my Steeler fandom. So uh, I love you, buddy, and happy birthday. So he had season tickets, and he still does. And we got through on the list, and we ended up getting – it was going to be in Louisiana. This was the game after 2001, um, September 11th. So there was going to be – there was – the world was different back then. The U.S. was very united, but there were so many things going on. There was worry about the game. Uh, it was in the Louisiana Superdome, though. Security was going to be tight. We got we had plane tickets. We had a hotel room. Um, it was probably maybe an hour or two away, but we had an opportunity that we were going to try to go, and we ended up not going because the Steelers lost in the AFC Championship game. I'll probably talk about that next week when we talk more about uh, AFC Championships. But what happened is we go to that game, and the Steelers are playing the Ratbirds, and the Ratbirds, of course, are always dangerous. You know, they had Elvis Gerback at the time, and they were still a pretty good team. And so we're waiting for Jerome Bettis to come out of the tunnel, and he doesn't. And he's not starting in this game, and we're like, where's Jerome? What happened to Jerome? Well, they, they shot him up because he had a lot of pain back then. I mean, he was getting older in his NFL career. They hit a nerve, and he couldn't move. He was basically paralyzed for a couple hours. Not, I mean, just where he was so numbed out that by hitting that nerve, he could not go. The Steelers still didn't win that game. That was a really fun game to watch. Now, we went with, I went with a bunch of buddies. Uh, I was living in Elkins, West Virginia at the time, and, uh, one of our friends was a Ravens fan, um, a genuine Ravens fan from, um, he was from somewhere near Baltimore and he talked about the Ravens all the time. And it's funny. I was friends with him, and he ended up marrying one of my old girlfriends. We never talked about that, but, uh, we were always, uh, we were always a very friendly, actually kind of towards the end, uh, um, Became really good friends with him. I thought he was a really good dude. Um, but my one buddy, my buddy Tom, uh, the more that he, uh, the more that he tailgated, let's put it that way, he uh, he went after my buddy. Uh, it was a horrible ride home for him, and I felt so bad because he kept on talking about the Ratbirds, and that's the first time I ever heard Ratbird. Actually, um, kept on talking, and this guy, I. I'm sure he couldn't wait to get out of the car. Um, <laughs> so it was just a, it was just a funny thing. Um, I'll, I'll always remember that about that game. Um, but it was a good feeling because it was my first divisional playoff game that I got to go see. And you know what? Come to think of it, it might've been my only. Um, now, you know, I think there were a couple more in there, but for that one, that was, that was one of the, uh, that was a great experience. And I went the next week and the next week was not a great experience, but we'll talk about that another time. So another divisional game that I'll never forget. It's watching with my dad. 
if you watch listen to Merry Christmas Memories, Merry Steeler Memories, Tony Defio talks about this. And this was our first retro show, one of our favorite games to talk about. Tony and I are the same age. It was the Steelers and the Broncos in 1984. And the Broncos were 13 and 3 at the time, and they had nobody elected to the Pro Bowl. So they had t-shirts made up. They were called Rodney's Rejects. And if you don't know why they were Rodney's Rejects, it was simple. Rodney Dangerfield, the great movie star and comedian, he had the get no respect. He That was his deal. I get no respect. If you've never heard him, go ahead on YouTube, download some of his stuff. The guy was really funny. He was very self-deprecating, very funny. Um, of course, I know you know movies like Caddyshack and Back to School. Really funny stuff. Um, even movies like Ladybugs, which was pretty bad, but <laughs> it was it was funny. And a lot of people don't know this. Rodney Dangerfield was the drunk, abusive father in Natural Born Killers. He had that was one of his later movies. Um, but anyways, as far as Rodney Reje- Rodney's rejects go. That was an interesting team. John Elway was in the second year. This was a really good team. And the Steelers just popped in. They they were, we joke all the time about the Washington football team making it in at at the record that they did, seven and nine. We almost had a six and ten team if uh if things didn't happen in that Washington Philadelphia game and the New York Giants would have won. Um the if the Philadelphia would have beaten Washington, New York would have won based on the tiebreaker. They would have gone in at six and ten. So the reason I bring that up, the Steelers were a nine and seven team, and back then that was that was just getting into the playoffs, and you really don't have much hope. But since they were a division winner, that was a rough division at the time. The AFC Central, they get in, and next thing you know you're thinking this team's just going to be one and done that's it and it's christmas time this game was december 30th and it's still the holiday season for us i remember the tree's still up i remember watching it with my dad my sister my mom was down there too and we're watching this game and the whole time my dad keeps on and my dad wasn't this guy but he keeps on because he's the one who coined the term you know, you know, you don't celebrate until there's zeros on the clock. But he looks at me and says, "Brian, I, I think they're going. I, th- I think they're going to do something here." And that really wasn't him. And they did the whole time. You're waiting for it to fall apart. Gary Anderson missed a couple field goals in that game. The field was a mess. It was, but it was such a fun game visually. It was a beautiful game visually to watch. That team was amazing. Walter Abercrombie, even Mark Malone. I mean, dare I say it, Mark Malone had a great game. Game good enough to win, and they did. And I'll never forget that. That being one of my... That was a defining divisional game for me. They did lose the next week, but it showed that anything could happen. And I remember my dad saying that to me, and like, you know what? Yeah, they don't deserve to be in this game, but when you play with heart... And when you have that special kind of magic, you can make anything happen if you put your mind to it. And that's kind of wh- where my love for the Steelers really started. 
I had love for him, but that was the game that really did it for me. And I got to tell you, I did have I have confession to make. I have a John Elway jersey. That game, even though I rooted for the Steelers, I had a little bit of a love affair with the Broncos, one because of their colors at the time, and the fact the Steelers after that weren't doing too well in 85 and 86. And so I rooted for them second, but never when they played the Pittsburgh Steelers. Probably did the same thing with the San Francisco 49ers, but gosh, my God, I'm talking I was, what, 11 or 12 back when this game was on. But um, that was the last of it. Now I just, uh, now it's black and gold or bust. But once again, I'm making this admission, but I never went against the Steelers. You don't go against the family. There you go. I know my impressions are terrible. So, but that's one of another one of my favorite games. Of course, one of my all-time favorite games. And I know it's yours too. Happened 15 years ago. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it happened on January 15th of 2006. I'm not good at multitasking. I'm going to try to do that here, but it's the Pittsburgh Steelers at Indianapolis Colts in the playoffs. And if I I was going to try to type it in, but the problem with that is that I would stop and I would have to think about it because I'm not very, like I said, I'm not very good at that. But I'm still, you know what? I'm going to try to do it. I'm going to try to type it in and say 2006 and get the exact date of that game. And I am correct. It was January 15th, 2006. The Steelers travel to Indianapolis. And Indianapolis, gosh, they gave their, they were 14, 13 and 0, 14 and 0 at one point. They didn't care about going 16 and 0. There's a lot of stuff going on um, there too. Tony Dungy, that's when he lost his son. Um, so I don't think he coached the the last couple games of that season. Um, he he might, ha- might have. Um, it was a very tough time. And since Tony Dungy was a part of the Steelers family at one point, you know, um, that was, there was a lot of, uh, there was not a lot of animosity towards Tony Dungy because a lot of people always loved Tony Dungy. Even when he coached other teams, you wanted to beat him on game day, but there was a lot of respect for Tony now. So going into that game, the Steelers, gosh, man, they, no one thought they had a chance, even though they had a very good season, but that was the year. And it it really was the year that, that uh, the Steelers had that eight game stretch where they were perfect with four games to go. Bill Cowher comes out and says, this is our playoff every game. We can't lose a single game. And they couldn't, they, they did not have a chance. Um, if they would have lost a single game. And I, I tell you about that last game of that season, January 1st, that's when I first realized that uh, my wife was the one for me. When uh, I took her to the game, one of our, one of our first dates. And, uh, she cried when, uh, when the fans chanted one more year for Jerome Bettis. And I knew she was, was the round, was the one for me. Um, but I digress. So they get into this game just about what, six weeks earlier on November 28th, the Steelers lost on Monday night football. I think it was 28 to three. My gosh, the Colts trounced them. But something happened before this game. 
and we it happened more afterwards too. I mean, it became more famous afterwards. But I just talked about bulletin board material with Juju earlier, but we got some bulletin board material with Joey Porter. But if anybody was able to back up his mouth, it was Joey Porter a good bit of the time. And Joey Porter said, eh, guaranteed a win before this game. And I know I'm going, oh, no. I know Bill Cower was going, oh, no. Because after the game, he said, will you keep quiet this week, PZ? And that's when you got the famous, uh, no, I got this. They shot me in Denver. <laughs> so, because they were going to play Denver after that game. But so that was just a game. The Steelers came out, they came out firing. It's seven, nothing. Then it's 14, nothing. And you're like, what is going on? And so I lived in an apartment in Frostburg, Maryland. And it was just me at the time. I had, um, I like I said, I had just started dating uh, the woman who would become my uh, my wife, and uh, we're still happily married today. We would get married a year later, actually. Um, but so that I had a neighbor, and she was this beautiful seventy five year old woman named Joanne. Now, Joanne, she has since passed away. Um, she did attend my wedding years later. I, I was such good friends with this woman. And the reason I was such good friends with this woman, because she was a huge football fan. Her husband was a legendary coach in the, uh, in Maryland. And he had passed away earlier that year, like right after I moved into the apartment and my I was away on business and I needed somebody to set up my apartment. So my parents went down and uh, my girlfriend at the time, this was a year before, so it was a different girlfriend. Um, so they went down and they set up my apartment and my mom, they loved buying me Steeler stuff at craft shows. And they had this wreath that they put on my door. It was a Steelers wreath. And this woman saw it and immediately knew that I, I would be her friend. So I really hardly, I hardly had a chance to talk, talk to her. But when I read that her husband passed away, I went to the funeral home and, uh, to pay my respects. And after that, we became really good friends and it got to the point I had West Virginia university season tickets at that time. And, um, so I knew she was a football fan and I said, you know what? I tell you what, we're going to go ahead and we're going to go to a game. So I took her to a couple games. So here I am and I am, gosh, I'm about 32 years old at the time, maybe. And here I am. And my date for these games, uh, West Virginia university is this 75 year old woman. And I had a bunch of friends at tailgates and, uh, they, uh, all my friends at the tailgates, they'd be like, ah, I see your date there. I, you have a sugar mama there. Uh, they're bad. And I'm like, you know, she's, she's my buddy. And I wouldn't, I watched a bunch of games with her, did all of that, but I, I was so superstitious. And the reason I was superstitious was because, um, you know, I, a lot of the times I just follow the same routine. And at that time for the first playoff game, I went to uh, 
I went to an, about an hour away and I spent, I went to a party that my uh, future wife had at her house. I spent the night there and then I came back in the morning, watched the game wearing an Antoine Randall L white Steelers jersey because I always wear the jersey that they're wearing. So if they're wearing white, I'm wearing white. So I'm wearing this Antoine Randall L jersey. I'm sitting in the same spot. I'm doing pretty much the same thing. I'm not cooking the same thing, but I'm doing the same thing. So what happens? They start coming back. The Colts start coming back. But in the middle of that game, I went over. I made a pot of chili, and I took the chili over to Joanne. And she's watching, and she goes, you're going to sit down and watch the game with me? I'm like, I can't. I got to go back to the routine. I'm sorry. She goes, I understand. So what happens is, excuse me if I get a little choked up, because this story always gets me choked up. But what happens is the Steelers, they get to the point where they have the Colts pinned down deep. They almost, the Colts are coming back but they almost get a safety. They were just, man, they were just jumping all over Peyton Manning. They didn't get, a lot of people thought they had a safety. They didn't. And then turnover on downs. Pittsburgh has the ball less than two minutes left. Give it to Jerome Bettis. You know what happens? He fumbles right before he fumbled though. There's a knock on my door and, and I always just say, yeah, come in. And there's Joanne and she comes in and says, congratulations. And the thing about congratulations is I have no problem with that. And I appreciate it. But remember, I told you about my dad's role. You don't celebrate until there's zeros on the clock. I kind of broke the rule there. And uh, we've seen so many times when there's zeros on the clock and, uh, and people would call us. I mean, there's not zeros on the clock. People would call us, and then the Steelers would turn around and win. So what happens? And Vodka Drinker says 43 got robbed of a pick. He definitely did. I've got a story about that, too. Um, but what happens is she comes, and she sits down on my recliner. She wants to tell me congratulations. I'm not going to say a word to her about it. No problem. The minute that her butt hit my recliner, Jerome Bettis fumbles. And I'm going, oh no, no, oh no, oh no, oh no. And then there, there he goes, Nick Harper. Now, Nick Harper, his wife stabbed him the night before in a domestic dispute in the leg. Don't know if he was 100%, but she might deserve a Super Bowl ring for doing that. Um, You know, Hey, I am not advocating stabbing or domestic violence, I'm not doing that, but that's what happened. All right. So he's running down the field. Ben makes the, the craziest tackle I've ever seen. Um, I don't know how that happened. You know, I'm not sure at all how that happened. And I got to tell you, I looked at Joanne and she said, oh my. She just looked at me and said, oh my. And I said, Joanne, I love you more than anything in the world. You know that. But you've got to get out of my apartment right now. And she looks at me and says, I understand. And she got up and she left. 
And then I felt terrible about that. The Steelers win. I'm elated. And I'm thinking, you know what? I got to go apologize. And I, I go over there and, uh, and uh, she said, Hey, come in. I'm like, I've got to apologize. I think that was so rude. She goes, no, I know the rules and I know you don't celebrate. And I broke those rules and uh, I almost cost you the game. I'm like, you didn't cost us the game. You would have not cost us the game. And she goes, nope. I won't do that again. And uh, then we sat down, talked about the game. Uh, we had more chili and, you know, it, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, but I'll never forget that story where I kicked a 75 year old woman out of my apartment just because of that, just because of my superstition. And that's kind of what the Steelers do to you. I kind of wish I, I would have never done it. Um, but it, it is a story and I will, I will keep that story forever and uh, just blessings to Joanne. Um, it's just, she was my, she became my Steeler buddy. And she was actually a Raiders fan, but she became a Steeler fan for me. And she cheered with them like crazy. She had family. She had grandchildren that were Steelers fans. But uh, she, she was always my Steeler buddy. We watched a lot of games together. We just didn't watch those playoffs together. Somebody mentioned that uh, 43 got robbed of a pick in that game. Yeah, he did. So a couple years later after this, you know, they came out with the DVD sets and I remember sending a DVD set to my best friend who lives in uh, Los Angeles. And he was, uh, I, I sent him the set. They had all four games and he was dating a woman at the time. And she's like, I know you love football. I would love to know more about I'd love to experience more of what you love. So I'm going to watch a Steeler game with you. And he's like, well, if you're going to watch a game, we're going to watch Steelers and Colts from January of 2006. So they sit down and watch it. And they get to the point where Troy Polamalu is robbed of that interception. That was, I mean, I've never seen, I've seen worse calls, but that was one of the worst I've ever seen. Um, because he got up, started to run the, with a the ball. It was Mark, it was dead. And the next thing, you know, next thing, you know, it pops out and they're saying no interception and the Colts have, have new life. And this was in the second half of the game. And so my buddy says, now you see that, that referee, he's, he's telling her about the game, that referee that was one of the worst calls. I don't know. I hate this guy. <laughs> she said, you know what? That's funny because it was Pete Morelli. She goes, that, that was my high school principal. Cause you know, a, a lot of, uh, a lot of these guys back then really, uh, still now they have, they have full-time jobs and being an NFL referee is a part-time job. Um, back then, especially. And he said, Oh my gosh. Really? She goes, yeah, he's a super nice guy. He's like, well, he's a bad referee that day. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Um, so Ryan O'Toole says this, if bad did the 2 a.m. thing correctly, the show wouldn't be happening yet. LOL. I, you know, that's why 2 a.m. is a memory show, Ryan O'Toole, who just woke up. And I, I got to tell you, um, I don't know if I... I think 2 a.m. is, yeah, it's all about memories and, and fun stuff. Um, so uh, there you go. And uh, 
looks like we had a a Browns troll in there. Um, guys, good job, live chat. Took care of him. Hey, look, if you're a Browns fan, just be cool in here. Congratulations. There are no excuses for the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. They The Cleveland Browns won that game. The excuses are everything that they did wrong to lose. Browns won that game. I'm not going to follow Chase Claypool and say you're going to get clapped this week. Good luck. Enjoy it because these don't happen all the time, and that's what we're talking about here. You're welcome in my show anytime. Just don't be a Harbs. That's all I'm saying. Um, with that being said, you know, there are some divisional game disasters. Um, really, some of them that I think about, the biggest disaster that I think of when you're talking about the divisional game, there's been some. But gosh, Raiders, I believe it was like 38-3 to on January 1st, 1984, when the Raiders completely punked the Steelers' Cliff Stout. Uh, my, my gosh, if Bradshaw was healthy, that would have been a different year. That would have been a really interesting year, 1983. That was a good. That was a good team. Um, if anybody else has any great divisional game memories, let us know. Um, if you have some disastrous ones, I get that too. So um, Steelers Pittsburgh says eating playoff, eating breakfast, listening to old Steelers stories. That is what this show's about. I get it. It's early. I understand. Um, we're going to be doing this every week. And my hope is to have uh, some fans from, uh, excuse me, some friends from BTSC joining me on the show. I uh, They were making fun of me because I decided last night to uh, put the invitation out. <laughs> I was so busy. And I'm like, oh, man, I put the invitation out at like 9 p.m. They're like, yeah, you got to give us more than 12 hours for this. So you're going to have some people there. Um, that that is uh, what we're going to be doing. We're going to be talking about fun stuff like your superstitions. We've talked about that before in the show. We're going to talk about jerseys. We're going to be talking about your terrible towel collection. We're going to talk about all that stuff. And that's what we're going to do here on Tales from 2 AM. It's a lot of fun. Um, hey, and we can talk about, we could definitely talk about uh, anything you want to talk about. You want to talk about the games that you saw, the games coming up. Hey, today, you've got the Browns. They're playing Kansas City. Are you just tired of Kansas City already? Or do you want to see the Browns upset them? This is a really funny thing for me because I'm I'm one of those that when I'm... I never root for the AFC North, especially in the playoffs. I just don't because they're my chief rivals. Some people say, hey, I'm an AFC North guy. If the Steelers aren't in it, I'm going to root for the other team. Me, I'm all Chiefs today. Pat Mahomes, Mahomes sweet homes. That's what I'm saying. So sing it to Motley Crue. He's on his way. The Browns won't stay. Mahomes, sweet Mahomes. There you go. That's my Vince Neal. I'm probably in a lot better shape than Vince Neal. Um, love me some Motley Crue. Hey, look, this is what this show is all about. It's a lot of fun. Um, Kyle, Kyle Schofield, big bro Sco's son and uh, nephew of uh, co-editor Dave Schofield. Realistic one. Don't count the bills out. The Chiefs don't have the greatest defense, and he didn't put it on there. I'm going to say it. Hashtag pay Kyle. 
Don't forget that. Hashtag pay Kyle. Um, so uh, we talked about a lot of fun stuff. Um, somebody mentioned here about uh, earlier about the offensive coordinator position. Um, yeah. Matt Canada is the new OC in Pittsburgh. We also, they also asked who's going to be the offensive line coach. I don't think that's going to be uh, I don't think that's going to be a guy that you really know, but they're going to do due diligence. They're going to bring the right guy in. And I think that's going to be huge for him. I don't know if you're going to find another Munchak. That'd be great. I'd love to see Munchak come back. He's not going to, but you know, so there's so much. Somebody said Fanica. Um, wow. How awesome would that be? Sometimes that the, the great players don't make the greatest coaches, but we've seen it before, especially Munchak was a, uh, Man, he was a Hall of Fame player, and I really think that he's a Hall of Fame coordinator. I got to tell you that this, I actually think that we should have in the Hall of Fame and in the Pro Bowl, I think we should have a coordinator of the year. I think in the Hall of Fame, we should recognize the best coordinators. Now, Dick LeBeau is in the Hall of Fame, but he's not in the Hall of Fame for being a defensive coordinator. He's for what he did as a player. Um, Ryan O'Toole says, look at Joey Porter, apparently not a good coach. Yeah, no, he really wasn't that good of a coach. And we've seen a few of them that way. Um, What I'd like to see is those guys being recognized because when you look at guys like Munchak, Norv Turner, Wade Phillips, those guys were not great head coaches but they were amazing offensive slash defensive coordinators, whichever one, because Wade Phillips was a defensive coordinator. They were absolutely great at what they did. Um, So as far as that goes, my friends, this has been Tales from 2 a.m. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. We've had, I mean, it's early. Some of you, it's 6 a.m., Some of you, it's even earlier because you could be in Hawaii. You could be overseas. Um, Like like I said, Matt Davison right now, it's uh, 1 a.m. That's why he's not on the show. Um, Kyle says Randy Feetner was the best D coordinator for whoever the Steelers played. (laughs) Good job, Kyle. I tell you what, Kyle, tell your dad, be on the show next week. He could be my guest next week. And Kyle, you want to come on in? You could come on in too, buddy. Um, With that being said, My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Cannot do this show. We cannot do any of these shows without all of you, whether you're in the live chat, whether you're driving in your car and it is Wednesday morning and you're checking out this show. I love you. Thank you so much. You're so important to us. Like I said, we are a BTSC family and families talk about memories. And that's what we do here on Tales from 2 a.m. So for myself, Brian Anthony Davis, and all of you in the live chat, it's 2 a.m. somewhere. We'll see you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.